Welcome to So What Else. My name is Caitlin Elliott and I love talking to people. I love hearing people's stories, the big important things they've been through, and also the random stuff. We're going to talk about it all here. This podcast is just me talking with fascinating people so that we can all hear what they have to share with the world. So what else? Hey guys, on this week of So What Else, I talked to two of my cousins, Lauren and Susie. Uh, It's a really fun conversation because we've obviously known each other since we were born. And so we reminisce about fun things like family vacations and camp and maybe some scandalous things that happened on youth retreats. But we also really get into it and talk about um, postpartum depression and unexpected pregnancies and just some like heavy motherhood stuff. So you definitely don't want to miss this conversation. Um, it's really awesome and they, they're really vulnerable and they share a lot that I think can really help a lot of people. So you definitely don't want to miss this one. Stay tuned. Okay. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of So What Else. Today I am joined by two of my besties that happen to also share my DNA. I don't know why I said besties. That's not really a word that I typically use, but I just felt, I don't know, I felt wild while I was talking and then I don't know, something came over me and I said besties. I regret it, but it's okay. Move on. Okay, so two of my cousins, Lauren and Susie DiMatteo, even though they're married and that's not really their last names anymore, that's fine. You'll always be DiMatteos to me. Say hi. Hello. So let me just have you guys give like, Give a two minute, two second, whatever intro of just who you are. Lauren, you go first. Okay. I am Lauren. Um, my last name actually is still DiMatteo. I oh, yeah, you're right. It. Yeah, mostly just because I'm lazy, but uh, <laughs> also because I was a high school English teacher for a while and I didn't want to like give up the whole Miss DiMatteo thing yet. Yes. So- okay, wait. A story about that is that I actually remember when I came to visit you at the hospital after you had Layla, Mm -hmm. I came and like I, to the front desk, I was like Lauren Werner because like, spoiler alert, everyone, her husband's last name is Werner. (laughs) And they were like checking and they were like, she's not here. And I was like, she doesn't exist. She is. Yeah. Like I was like, (laughs) you must be mistaken. And then I was like, oh crud. Like, I think she didn't change her last name. And I was like, wait, check to Matteo. And they're like, yeah, she's here. I was like, oh, okay. And like this, this is a whole other side trail, but like the first time I ever felt weird about it was when I registered Willow for preschool, my daughter. Because oh. I was like having all these thoughts, like what are they, they going to be confused about me? Like, are they gonna, not going to know I'm her mom? Are they going to think me and my husband are separated? Like it was like a strange, it was the first time I had like some cognitive dissonance about it. So wait. Before Susie introduces herself, I'm sorry. this is too good. This is my show, Sue. <laughs> Do you think you're gonna change it, or are you just gonna ride this out? I think I'm gonna hyphenate it. I think. All I'm right. Oh, you're gonna join the hyphen train. train. Yes, I think I'm gonna finally get on the train and, and actually do the deed and hyphenate it. All right. What am I doing, really? Like, I have time. I can do this. Uh, yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, it's so annoying. Nobody ever wants to do it. But yeah, I mean, sure. So that's the plan. But anyway, yeah, I used to be a high school teacher. Then I was a guidance counselor. Mm-hmm. Now I am a stay-at-home mom, three-year-old, and Layla, my 15-month-old. And Love you it. work and for Redeemer. Yeah, and you work at and your I church. Work, yeah, I work part-term, part-time for my church. Beautiful. Nice. Susie, who are you? Who am I? That's a very big question. Yeah, I mean, I'm still it. searching. You don't have time I'm for that still today. trying to figure out. This isn't that kind of a podcast. <laughs> So my name is Susie DiMatteo Phillip, hyphenated. Hyphen. Uh, join, join us all in the hyphen room. It's wonderful over here. It's actually not. My name is stupid long, and it's well, really. Well, I was gonna say, right. how do you even fit it on a line? Oh, yeah. Suzanne DiMatteo Phillip. Suzanne Elizabeth DiMatteo Phillip. That's too honestly, much. that's a lot of letters. I don't even at work. It's still DiMatteo. Like I haven't even changed it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's on my nursing licenses too. So. That's okay. This is an actual issue with being a woman, not to have like some kind of feminist rant, but like, yeah, I'm also a teacher and my teaching license is in Chicola and my married name is Elliot. And there's times where I'm like speaking to someone official and I'm like, Caitlin Chicola. And I'm like, uh, I mean, Elliot, I mean, actually it might be Chicola. I mean, and you're like, right. Gosh, this is annoying. It's really frustrating. All of our degrees too. Like if you have a master's, whatever, all in our maiden name. So that was like the whole thing, but you know, gonna do and it. it's like, I can't just be like, hey, can you change it? Like, I have to send in all this documentation. Oh. And I'm just like, I don't really. Absolutely. It's like, you basically mm. have to like give blood. It's like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, oh. donate a kidney. Um, so anyway, my name is Susie DiMatteo Phillip. 
Um, I am Caitlin's cousin. Uh, we are the same age. Um, what else? I'm a nurse. I live a in New York. A healthcare hero, if you I'm will. Hashtag healthcare hero. Hashtag. Um, and I have two children. Uh, I have a two-year-old and a one-year-old, Miles and Amelia. Beautiful. Yeah. So we just have the longest history ever. I mean, we've known each other since prior to birth. Lauren, you're how many years older than us? Four. Four years older than us. And then Susie and I are the same age. We were always in the same grade at school. Um, we all went to the same college, although Lauren, we did not overlap. Four years prior to us. Yeah. So Susie and I were there at the same time. And we only took, well, one official class together because and thank god because we never would have graduated because we i think we both got like a d in that class and and uh, people <laughs> like th- we're we're not those kind of people we're like, not dumb we're really good students like we we were hermione uptight. and hermione part two so for the fact yeah. that to be a thing that's devastating like the, i think the entire class we just like i am each other yes like we <laughs> did ridiculous we did nothing and did nothing. almost failed the class i and don't remember what the class was about we were like <laughs> no i don't even know I have no recollection i have not any idea like we literally almost failed a college class which yeah. like for a personality type like mine and like yours that's like devastating yeah like, i don't know what we were thinking also on any given tuesday you could find Susie and i going as slow <laughs> as a human could go on the elliptical at the rec center and then hastily going to Coldstone. <laughs> we would go to the gym and talk on the elliptical. That's probably like the how your podcast started anyway. Like we would just stay we would t- we would be at the gym for an hour just on the treadmill or the elliptical talking about I mean, everything nothing. and everyone not even and all getting the things. sweaty. No, not not a bead but of sweat. We purposely we could have walked in want. heels. Okay. Could have been on the elliptical in heels. Absolutely, because we didn't want to get sweaty. Because no. afterwards, we wanted to go out to dinner, dessert, and then go to our Bible study. So we didn't yes. want to be sweaty. And do you remember that one time? I have one very vivid memory of we had worked out. We're walking down the stairs <laughs> to like go put on our regular street clothes again, and that girl was like, "Hey, ladies, do you want to take a class? We're about to start kickboxing in ten minutes." And we were like, "We just worked out," and she was like, "Oh," like super confused. And I was like, yes. "Whatever." <laughs> <laughs> my Dude. pulse was up <laughs> yeah like, yeah right like i'm like lady yeah my armpits are like slightly damp okay Move on. <laughs> you can't see it but my legs are sweating yeah like hello we have to go to tingas and cold stone it's fine we do it was really important it was wonderful those are the and veggie heaven and veggie heaven which is like so absurd but so good so good oh uh, so basically our lives have been intertwined since day one. We should mention that we're not the only cousins in the group. And this might seem like rude that my two sisters are absent and your two other sisters are absent. So there's four DiMatteo girls, three Chicola girls. But the reason it's us is because this episode is going to be called Glory Days because the three of us are the three mothers in the group. And we're going to just get into that in a minute. So... That's why it's the three of us. We love all the rest of them that are not here, but they're probably doing more fun things than this because they don't have kids. 100% it's Friday. Yeah. <laughs> it's Friday. 100% doing They're living their lives. Well, I mean, it's COVID, <clears throat> but they're still probably doing something fun. Yeah. So basically there were like 700 of us growing up. So there were four Chocolas, a boy, three girls, four DiMatteos, four girls. We would go on vacation every summer to the beach with all of those children and i mean for many years it wasn't like we started when we were teenagers like it was like when we were infants baby babies all through our childhood and honestly now that i have children of my own every summer i am like oh heavens i don't want vacation for our parents there's no way it was vacation Although, okay, not to call them out, love our parents, and they obviously kept us alive. But to be fair, there are lots of home videos as, you know, evidence where you, it'll be like our my Uncle Gerard, so their dad, sitting, you know, in a beach chair with the video camera. All the other adults are sitting around him, reading books, laying Magazines. out. And then you see... Mickey's going for a walk. 
yeah, Somewhere. Mickey's walking, you know, whatever. Then you see 7,000 young children running in the ocean about 50 yards away. And, oh, it's okay. Grandpa's watching them. Well, Grandpa <laughs> was like 84. And we weren't, there was a hundred of us. And we're we were. Jersey Shore surf. It's yeah. crashing. No hey, life jackets. No, no life jackets. Swimming to be seen. Not a swimmy in the bunch. And like literally now, picture us now. I don't even want to, I don't take my children to the beach. It's a wonder one of us didn't get carried out to sea. How on earth? I don't know. It was a, it was a more relaxed time. Uh, Everyone was just like, whatever. Apparently, because holy moly. So we did, you know, LBI vacations, Myrtle Beach. Uh, we did that one year of Maine and we all got the stomach virus. Yep. Every single one of us got the stomach flu. Everyone was puking. Yep. I was just I telling know. somebody about Maine. Did oh, you puke into a Wendy's bag? I was I puking Hot in a Wendy's bag. Just for you. On the drive home, I puked into a Wendy's bag. And then we looked at the bag and it said, hot and fresh just for you. And then uh, I uh, cried. Like it uh, was misery. Misery. <laughs> and then we all grew up going to camp together, youth group, retreats. Susie may or may not have broken rules at a few different youth group retreats. How dare you? Wow. How dare you? That was not in the rundown. That was not in the rundown. I did not prep you for that. I made out with one boy. <laughs> and I was banned for life. Susie was that girl who made out with a boy at a youth group function. Now, what was that line? Now, that no one would have known. Oh, I seriously. What is that line that your now husband Lidge said? Like, you'd be hard pressed to throw throw no, stone. You can't swing a dead cat without hitting one of Susie's exes. <laughs> you can't walk into a church without swinging a dead cat and hitting one of Susie's exes. Oh my gosh! I just guys, I love to be loved. You know what? There's nothing wrong with <laughs> I'm that. I'm not gonna apologize for it. The enneagram really helped me understand that for you. Wait. <laughs> Wait, we're Tell me. What number are you? She's a two. Me. She's a, a two. two. So she's a giver. Yes, and loves to be loved. Well, be loved. I mean, and, and, and love boys love to love her. Let and me tell you this. Yes. Everywhere we went, every camp, <clears throat> it was like they were lining the halls. <laughs> yep. Very much a two thing. That is it. Lauren, what are you? I'm a six. Okay, if you don't know what the Enneagram is, Lauren, give us a one-sentence description. Oh, gosh. Oh. It's a personality, <laughs> it's like a personality circle, like one through nine, and each number is a different type. Okay, so I am like a hardcore one. Very much so. And there are like, like healthy aspects of it, or like yeah. Yes, like every number has like healthy stuff about it and unhealthy stuff about it. So yeah. like I'm a hardcore one, which is like perfectionist. There is right, there is wrong. Like there's black, there's white, there's rules. We follow the rules. The rules exist for a reason. That's me. Susie's a two, which is like give, 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 give. Love, 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 love. Lauren is a, say it again. A loyalist. But the basically loyalist. the hallmark is worry. I'm a worrier, a planner. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. So are we all. There's That's good fine. parts to it, but, you know, we don't have to talk about them right now. Well, so, <laughs> so our childhoods were whatever, wild. There was a hundred of us. We had sleepovers all the time. We made videos all the time, which then we had to destroy because if they got into the mm -hmm. wrong hands, heaven knows, we never would have gotten a job. Uh, don't, I mean, I realize I just said that. It makes it sound like it was super inappropriate. It wasn't inappropriate. Um, it was just were, embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, very embarrassing. It was just embarrassing. We were just freaks doing like music videos. We were just talking about this the other day. It was pre-TikTok. Yes. We were very bored and video cameras were a thing. And we yep. just decided we were going to like pretend we were on the real world. Totally. You know. You know. Like every normal childhood. Just pretend you're on the real world. And you know what? We had good wholesome <clears throat> Uh, you know what? We weren't out drinking and doing drugs. Exactly. We were in our no. house filming a fake real world. It was for sure the most embarrassing thing that I've ever experienced. To Terrifying. Happen. But it was, you know, a good time. We laughed. We cried. It was a good time. And I mean, we were... <sighs> I mean, tragic isn't even really like a word that could accurately describe 
whatever. Right. We just got to move on from that because that's horrendous. I think all of the copies of that have been destroyed. Yeah, I destroyed I would it. hope so. Okay, good. Because I, I never want that popping back up. So whatever. That was our childhood. But then cue what I mentioned before, glory days. So basically, you know. Let me just say one thing. <laughs> I downloaded this little app on my phone oh, many a year ago. Yes. Okay. Called Marco Polo. Wonderful. I was like, this is so great because I had, I was newly married. I had just moved to Long Island, New York. Which is basically like moving to Egypt, everyone, by the way. Like I've moved to Afghanistan. It's no big deal. And I was like, this is a Marco Polo, for those of you who don't know, um, is an app that allows you to video message people and they can send you video messages back, but it's not like FaceTiming where you have to like both be present at the same time. You can send a message. They get it, they watch it in their time, and then you can respond. But then you can also watch it live if you happen to be on at the same time. Perfect. So I was like, this is a great thing. I'll do it with my sister. Let's do it with people. Wonderful. I tried to get all my sisters to download it. Mm. And one of my sisters told me, and who shall remain nameless, but is also on this podcast, <laughs> told me that it was the stupidest waste of time ever. <laughs> and she didn't understand the purpose and was like, this is so dumb. Let's fast forward to this girl uses this app a thousand times. A oh, do you have stock in Marco Polo? Because you should. I really should. No, it's true. And honestly, there are a host of things that Susie has suggested to me that I've made fun of and then later embraced. Hot it's okay. cheese. Yeah. Yoga. <laughs> Hot yoga. You did two things. It's <laughs> definitely a pattern in our relationship, but like, Marco Polo, at the time, I was like, why do we need this? We have Snapchat. But no, 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 no. Oh. Stay-at-home mom. Oh. Polo has revolutionized my life. Changed our entire lives. Hence Mm -hmm. why we are here talking about it today. So, like, basically, about four years ago, well, okay, in the last four years, the three of us birthed six children, okay? So just, like, we went from being, you know, (laughs) fun-loving (laughs) And like stay up late, go out to dinner, folks. And now we have six kids between the three of us. And and we don't really know what day it is, honestly, or the last time we washed our hair. So like we somehow after Susie had suggested it and whatever, we fell into this rhythm where I don't even really know who started it precisely, but it was like, we started this group with the three of us on Marco Polo. And like, it started like talking about like, I don't know, like baby stuff or like a question or like, oh, look at a video of the baby, blah, blah. And then it just like spiraled into this thing that is a life of unto itself. <laughs> like it's just like it's a person. Don't you feel like our Marco Polo thread is like the fourth person in the well, room? That same excitement I used to get when a boy I like like texted me is the same excitement I get when I see a push notification saying like Caitlin yeah. Elliott is talking on Marco Polo. I go, like, oh, I have polos to listen to from Caitlin and Susie. Yeah. It's because and I was saying this the other day. I was like, when I used to work. I would just, after a class, I would go into the next room and I would talk yep. to like a coworker and vent about whatever was happening or in the moment, like process whatever was going on. Yep. And then when I stopped working, I was home alone with these babies all day with no yes. one like, did you just see that? And yeah. it was like a padded cell some days. Yes. It felt like you would know. And then your husband comes home and you're trying to talk to them and they're like, what? Yeah. Like, like you feel like you're speaking another language. So having that ability to just go on there and talk to you guys and know that when you have a chance, you're going to like give me feedback to my emotions or to whatever happened was, yeah. I, it was a game changer. And nobody wants to dissect like feeding schedules and oh. cycles and any of this stuff more than someone else who is in the exact same situation as you in a different house. A thousand trillion percent. It's just like we have, I have at times laughed so hard from our Marco Polos <laughs> that I think I'm going to pee on myself. Like yeah. insane. And then other times that I've literally pulled up the thing and like cried yes. legit tears yeah. sobbing on Marco Polo. Like it's, it has honestly like revolutionized our whole relationship. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I feel like what I know what's going on with you guys every day and you know, what's going on with my kids and vice versa. 
even during play dates, you can't really get down. Like you're so distracted by your kids and what's going on. You get interrupted a million times. Whereas on Marco Polo, if you get interrupted and you stop it, you just go back and you listen to what you said. This is like a commercial for Marco Polo. You just listen to what you said and then you pick up where you left off. You can pause it. It, It's just, it's unlike any other form of communication, like not like talking on the phone, not like texting. It's, it's been like a game changer. Absolutely. And so we've had some like, you know, funny things with the kids or whatever. We've also had some, you know, just like revolutionary things. Like, for example, a few weeks ago, Susie woke up one day and decided that, you know, I've had straight hair my whole life. And I think that I've been lying to myself that I have straight hair. I'm pretty sure I have curly hair. And she literally sent to Marco Polo, to Lauren and I, and she was like, so basically, I feel like I've been using the wrong hair products my whole life. And I know that I have straight hair, but I think that maybe I don't have straight hair. Maybe I have curly hair. And she said this whole thing and she expected us to be like, yay, we can't wait to see your hair. And instead, what did we say, Laura? Well, not support. Her hair looked straighter and straighter. You do not support my hair journey, and I'm offended. We were like, um, okay, are you okay? Like, are you good? Like, do you know? We did curl that one day after the plop. Okay, so then she starts talking to us about this procedure that she does called plopping, which I mean, are you, what? Like, okay, so let's, let's, let me tell you how this started. Okay, okay. So for, for many a reason, I got off of Instagram. Because it was causing me mental distress, which we can get into later. Which everybody can relate to. Yes. So I got off Instagram, but I didn't have an outlet for the scrolling, you know? Like I needed some type of mindless thing to do while we were watching Cocomelon for the 4,000th hour. So I downloaded TikTok because it's pretty mindless. And I stumbled upon, TikTok has like different like communities, essentially. And I stumbled upon curly hair TikTok which is a community of women (laughs) who have curly hair and are talking about how to take care of their curly hair. And I started seeing these videos of people who were like, I didn't realize I had curly hair until I joined TikTok. And then I did these things. And now look at my beautiful curly hair. And I thought to myself, their hair looks similar to mine. Maybe I have curly hair and I just (laughs) never realized it. (laughs) So, so sue me, I bought some products and I learned how to how to plop my hair, which is like a thing you're supposed to do to set your curls. But a word. Let me tell you, it's been a journey leading to nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so she admits it. She you so, got to acceptance. Here's what I'll say. I have wavy hair. I can enhance the wave by using like shampoo that's like specifically for curly hair and using certain products to help it be like curly okay um but it's it still doesn't look great but listen this is the beauty of glory days right like we can just enjoy the fact that we had something to talk about that day that didn't involve our children a hundred percent talk and laugh about our hair and it was just it was a beautiful thing so now i'm doing a new thing oh oh which is you take a robe tie like the tie of your robe and you wrap your hair in it and it gives you wavy curls. You wrap, what does that mean? So like you put it on the center of your head. Okay. And then you take your hair and you wrap it around the tie and then secure it at the bottom and like sleep with it like that. That and is you so take much it work. Yeah, I'm it's expecting to tomorrow. Just then I, yeah, okay. Basically then, braiding your hair. Uh, hey, hey. Send us a tutorial. It's how to do like heatless curls. Now I'm sweating. Heatless. Oh. Uh, uh. So that you don't damage your hair. Well, okay. That's I know fine. how okay. you guys feel about these things. Well, so that's another thing is that something that perpetually <laughs> comes up in Glory Days, which sidebar, how did we name the Marco Polo thread Glory Days? Well, it was sort of tongue in cheek. It was like, these are the glory days. Yeah, because oh. honestly, I think I thought back to one of the first times that Caitlin Marco poloed me and she was like in distress over Jay's teething. Oh. So frazzled and rushing in her conversation because Jace was such a hot mess and she knew she only had a couple minutes to get changed and she was talking to me and she didn't even realize that while she was talking to me, like she didn't even have a shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> 
three days. Like we're so we have a lot of ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Who are Amen. we? Are? Like I don't even know who I am. Like you guys were partying in Italy like a couple years ago, and now look where we are. <laughs> How far oh my we gosh. No. Hey, if you don't have kids, it's great. It is. What <laughs> great life. <laughs> But, but you, it's need just, you need a team of people to yes. last absurdity every day. Absolutely. And and this is this is that team. And so, you know what? That's fine. I, we own it. We love it. You know, and yeah. we can have like deep conversations like what the heck is Frozen 2 even about? <laughs> we watch it again tonight. Still don't know. I, really? I, I, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's too many spirits and names and there's leaves and there's a lizard that are alive. The leaves are like alive. Oh, and they're like friends with Elsa and Elsa has this aha moment in a cave, but I'm still not really sure what it is. And she's falling, falling, falling. And then there's frozen people. And then she's frozen. And then, and then she's frozen. And then there's a ship. It, it is 12 storylines. Like, they were smoking something. It's more complex than the Bible, I would say. Oh, my goodness. 100%. I'm like, I don't know how. And meanwhile, they have every three-year-old through 12-year-old in the country glued to the thing. And I'm like, as an adult, I'm focusing. And I'm like, I cannot follow. So if you ask Jace, like, what is Frozen 2 about? What would she say? Please do that. I think I need to do that. Maybe they understand it. Maybe it's like baby geniuses. You remember that movie? Yeah. Where like babies hold like all of the secrets of the universe until they learn to talk and then they forget them. And then they lose it. Okay. Yeah. That Maybe Frozen has subliminal messages for the children. Maybe. Maybe it's not. We're not, like we're not like big into Frozen over here. We're all into Cars 1, 2, and 3. Oof. Well, that sounds fun. It's different. Oh my goodness. Well... Okay, we have lots of fun times on Marco Polo, lots of hysteria, joking, laughing. But as I said, we have had some tears on oh. on Marco Polo. So like Lauren, for example, you have two beautiful daughters. Love them, yes. Uh, love them, usually. <laughs> Your oldest daughter is three and a half, yes. Yep. And after she was born, you definitely dealt with some postpartum depression, yeah? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I think like I didn't realize how dark it was until like I was out of it, and then I looked back and was like, "Oh my gosh, that was that was rough. That was a rough twelve weeks." But, but there was there was just a point in time where I mean, I don't know. It was just it's it's almost it's hard to talk about because there's so much like guilt and shame. Hmm. surrounding it because I don't know I mean first of all you just you think of even when you're in it you think of all the women in your life who want to have kids and can't or lost a child and so the fact that you were having the thoughts that you were having in those first couple weeks like there if you still like even looking back on it like I just always struggle with feeling like guilty and like just upset with the whole thing, but you just can't control your emotions. And I think like basically what happened was like, I don't know, maybe like around week three, mm-hmm. three, I just started to like realize that I was so low that I like didn't even feel like I had the emotional capacity to care for my child. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, this is so awful. Like I remember thinking like, I don't even want to hold her. Mm-hmm. And like infant, like they need their mom. That's what they need in oh, those yeah. weeks. And I had a couple of days where I was like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to hold her. Like feeding her, changing her felt like this huge chore. And, and I was, breastfeeding was like, oh, breastfeeding yeah. was a whole thing. And she was not an easy infant by she any stretch. And upset. She was yeah. very upset. But she was, this was another weird thing <clears throat> I was thinking about actually before um, I came on here was like, she was a really good sleeper. But I had insomnia. Like I sleep. And I remember there was one day where my husband Craig was like, go take a nap. And I was hallucinating hearing her cry. Oh. Like getting up and being like, Do you need help? And he was like, She's sleeping. 
Like it was <gasps> that wild. So it was like mm-hmm. days going by of like not not sleeping. And so you start to literally like it's this it's this pull between feeling like you wanna quit motherhood, but then also being overcome with anxiety over your child and wanting them to be okay and yeah. being like being afraid that something's going to go wrong. Um, it was another really like dark night where I just remember like I was up and I was just like looking at, it was like three o'clock in the morning. She's sound asleep. So I should have been sleeping, but instead I was looking at her asleep in the rock and play, which is canceled. So <laughs> I, we all have a lot of motherhood yeah. guilt about that. Yikes. <laughs> So like, I'll call it the basset. Uh, let's call it the flathead maker. Yeah. Ugh, don't even get me started. That is so, true. so she was asleep in that. And I was just sitting there staring. And I, I literally looked over at my sneakers and was like, I just got to get out of here. Like I had that thought where I, it's how like you feel so ashamed. Like I had that thought where I wanted to literally leave my family. Mm. Like, I was like I just have to leave. I have to leave. So I woke Craig up and I mean, literally thank God for, a medication called sertraline yeah. a counselor and a compassionate husband and a mom and a mother-in-law who were willing to help me out and so then after about 12 weeks like the clouds started to part but it's real like people are like oh like the baby baby blues, blues. No, no no there's a real thing and it's called postpartum depression and it is it is humbling to say the least yeah yeah no i get that so what brought you to the point where you were like, this is like, I have to call a doctor. Like I'm not, I can't just like power through. No, it was that night. It was that night that I was, that I woke Craig up. I was like, I literally, I, I said to him, I was like, I, I literally can't think of anything that I want to do other than, I just feel like I was like, I, I said to him, I can't think of anything better than for me to leave. I was like, I just keep thinking you and my mom would be better parents to her. Like, Mm. I I can't do this. I have to leave. And he was like, you are not thinking rationally. So that's, that's when I made the decision. And then I called my OBGYN and I should have done it so much earlier because as soon as I started talking to her, I started crying and she was just like, this is normal. And I was like, oh. yeah, you know, and I, they give you those like surveys yeah, right. and at the one week appointment, but you can have postpartum depression for much. So when I took those, oh, surveys, yeah. I didn't really have any of the symptoms. It wasn't mm-hmm. until three weeks after I gave birth that I started to experience it. And now I look back and it just seems like a bad dream. It yeah. Like a nightmare. So do you feel like when you, so you called the doctor, he told you to get on this medicine. Do you feel like that is like what made the difference for you? I think it was that coupled with counseling. Yes. Being able to talk, because again, like I said, that thing about the guilt and the shame, Mm -hmm. unfortunately in motherhood, there is so much of that, right? Like so much guilt and shame over every little thing, like feeding, sleeping, what have you. So I think there was so much guilt and shame over my feelings that I didn't want to talk about it because I was so embarrassed. So then when I started counseling and I started talking to someone and they were listening and receptive and I was getting it off my chest and they weren't like sending me to an insane asylum because I was hallucinating hearing my baby cry. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, okay. And so I think that helped too, like processing it and realizing that so much of it was fear and lack of sleep and feeling like a failure because I stopped breastfeeding. And, you know, there was like so much involved into it. Um, So I think it was a combination medicine and definitely counseling. There are so many layers to that, like beginning of the motherhood journey. It's crazy. What would be like advice that you would give to someone that, just had a baby and they are feeling super low. I would say definitely don't wait. Mm. I feel like I waited too long. Like my pride caused me to wait too long. Um, I just had a friend actually who just had a baby and she scheduled an appointment with a postpartum depression counselor before she even gave birth. Self-care. Like she was like, I know that I'm going to want, this so she just did it um and she had her she's only um she just had the baby two weeks ago and she had her first session already 
Um, and she's feeling pretty okay, but I did too at, after like eight days, you know? So I, I just think not feeling ashamed and then also just being really careful about social media and not letting what you see on social media dictate what you think your first couple weeks are supposed to be like. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, everyone's posting the picture of them in the hospital and they're smiling. And then afterwards, like they'll get the professional photos and, you know, you think, oh, it's like this wonderful thing, but there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And those are the happy moments. There's a lot going on behind the scenes. So maybe just, I would say, um, don't compare. Mm. Um, definitely don't wait. Those mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that, honestly, because uh, I mean, Susie and I also can attest to like having a baby and not feeling like yay everything is right in the world like with my first (laughs) I had a tough time breastfeeding her she was a really bad sleeper like I definitely had you know some tough times in there and you do you feel like how come so and so on social media is like the perfect mom like homemaking bread from scratch with her baby asleep beside her we're like I don't think I even brushed my teeth today Like, I don't even know if I did that, you know, like my baby won't let me put her down. So how am I supposed to do anything? Like, how are these people cooking, you know? And it just like really gets into your head. Um, Shifting to Sue's. So we all have two children, which I guess I didn't say before. I just said we had six kids between the three of us, whatever. We each have two. Great. So Susie had her first like two and a half years ago, a little less than two and a half. Yeah, like around two and a half years ago. September. And he was like the first boy in many a year in mm-hmm. the family. Yes. And he was a lovely the, little He's the prince. Chicken. He is the prince. And then when he was four months old, something happened. <laughs> <laughs> there was an event. When he was four months old, something happened. Somehow, I became impregnated again. Oh. And we don't, we just what? don't know how. We just don't know how it happened. It was an immaculate conception. It was an immaculate conception. People were not being as careful as maybe they should have been. Okay. In the category of procreation. Um, <laughs> so you much? find yourself a brand new mother. Yes. You and have a four month old. You have a four been month a old mother. And let's talk about like what a four month old is. Like yes, four months old don't have like they barely they have sit. neck control. Yeah. They can't sit up on their own. They're not they're maybe eating their first rice cereal. Maybe maybe if they have maybe. barely enough head control. Like they're still like floppy. They're just starting to become human. Yeah. That's, yes. That's the start of it. They maybe are in the four month sleep regression. Like who knows? They're just yeah. like they're still quite frankly, a very newly birthed infant child. Yeah. Um, and I found myself in the position of somehow being impregnated again at that time. (laughs) How did you, which, okay, sidebar back to Marco Polo, Lauren and I got a Marco Polo where Susie was like, laugh, crying, shouting, crying, laughing. Like it was like, (laughs) I was super like, wait, whoa, whoa, like what's going on here? And she was like, no, like I'm pregnant. And I was like, no. And I said to you, I, like, as if I'm a doctor, who, like, what do I think I know? I was like, no, Suze, it, you just had a baby. So I bet it's like a false positive because yeah. you have weird hormones going on. And I said it so confidently. Like, I was like, you're not pregnant. It's a false positive. Like, what the heck do I know? I didn't right. even do well in you science. Her. We were like, no, 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 Suze. No, 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 no. It's- I was like, yeah. you're not. You're not. No, 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 no. I was. And she was. And let me tell you, there's nothing quite um, as embarrassing as going into a Walgreens with your four-month-old in a stroller to buy multiple pregnancy tests. Like, you just feel the people looking at you like, really? Like, is she ready? You? Like, so that was, yeah. How did you feel about that? It was, so honestly, it was a spectrum of emotions. I feel like when I first told you guys there was like the moment of like where you're like shaky excited like when you find out you're pregnant you're like oh my god I'm pregnant like I can't believe this um which was quickly followed by like holy curse words 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a four month old, like, and you just start going through yeah. just like, oh my God, what is my life going to be like? How am I going to have an infant? How old is this baby going to be? Like, how old is my baby going to be when this baby is born? How am I going to handle that? How did this happen? Why did I do this? Like just so many emotions of like, happy, sad, happy, sad, happy, sad, happy, sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, I don't even remember when I told Lidge, I think I honestly texted him. You texted him, call me as soon as you have a break. And he said, you're pregnant, aren't you? Yes, that is what happened. Of course you remember because you remember everything because you're a freak of nature. (laughs) You have it like, you're like looking at a binder. Like, no, I know what he said. I have it right here. That's section A1. (laughs) The binder of her brain. The binder on Susie and Lidge. Um, (laughs) Hashtag pregnancy, hashtag, yeah. yeah and so then like I feel like there were I was like upset but also happy but also upset like but also happy so then which started like a very long process of like figuring not because it's hard to know how to feel in that situation where on the one hand like you said Lauren like you're so happy that you are carrying a baby you're you know how precious that is to have to be able to grow life by accident and to know that you have this thing inside of you that's going to be a person but then there's the other side of it where you're like this is unplanned Mm -hmm. I have a four-month-old who I'm taking care of uh, who's a baby how can I have another I'm going back to work yeah how can I have another baby like and you don't want to and part of you at least for me I was really didn't want to have another kid at that time, obviously. And so you feel this shame of feeling like I should be excited about this. Mm. I should be happy. And then also like how sad for this baby inside of me that I don't want it. If I'm being well, honest, like I don't yeah. want this baby yes. Yeah. and dealing with like the shame and the guilt of knowing that you don't want a life. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing like for me personally, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sacrifice, like I'm not gonna have an abortion. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go forward with this and then dealing with the feeling of like, I'm not prepared for like There was just so many emotions of sadness, fear, guilt, shame. And then there's people you can't, you don't wanna talk to about it too because you feel guilty. Like, you know, there's, like I said before, like your friends in your life who- totally know are trying to have kids and are struggling and you you feel that so deeply right like again like there's just so much comparison and guilt and shame like all wrapped into it yeah you feel like you know I know people that have spent years and thousands upon thousands of dollars to have a baby and now like I just like oops like now I'm pregnant I'm not even happy about it and it's like of course like and some people would give like an arm and a leg absolutely to to be in my situation but that doesn't mean that your feelings aren't valid, right? right. And reminding yourself of that. Yeah. So, so that started me on, that started me on a journey, on a journey. Um, where I was able to connect with a peripartum counselor. Uh, what is deals, that? So it's a counselor who deals with women who are pregnant, you know, prior to being pregnant, pregnant and postpartum. So she doesn't just deal with postpartum women. She deals with the whole spectrum. Okay. Um, so I was connected to her through a friend uh, and started meeting with her when I like maybe a f- couple of weeks to maybe a month after I found out I was pregnant when I realized like, okay, I'm not getting over the hump of this. I'm still really upset about it. Yeah. And I don't know how to, and it was bringing up a lot of other like emotions. And I started making, meeting with her, uh, I think bi-weekly, maybe it was weekly at first, but at least bi-weekly for that, my entire pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And then after I had Amelia and then still now, I still still meeting with her every two weeks just, and it was, I think it really, really helped me Mm -hmm. uh, just be able to understand my emotions when I was pregnant and then be able to move past that and be happy about my pregnancy and like be okay with the, the amount of not having control over that situation. And now it helps me deal with the day-to-day struggles of having a 
one-year-old and a two-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Because Amelia, when Amelia was born, Miles was 13 months old. So he and was he, still an actual baby. And like he had like just started walking. Just literally started walking. Was it like at that point, they're not even really talking. Like, oh, no, he, he had no like words. Yeah. yeah. And we just started talking like a month ago, I feel. Yeah. Seriously. Oh, uh, so, so that was a hard time. But I love that counseling is such a huge part of both of your stories because mm-hmm. it's a huge part of my story as well. Just I've been in counseling, uh, you know, in and out for the last six years mm-hmm. now because I, you know, went in shortly uh, after my brother died about six years ago. So, you know, counseling is such a huge part of all of our stories. And I just think that it's life-changing and it's not life-changing. Like you're going to go to a counselor and you're going to walk out that day and feel so good. You're just, it's going to be so great. No, it's like, it's like going to the gym, right? Like you don't go to the gym once and you're like, I'm in shape. It's like, you have to go consistently for a long time and dig into the hard stuff and like sweat it out until you've talked about this before how like sometimes we're like ugh, I don't like you feel like you're not in a good flow and you're like I don't want to go to counseling today but then ends up being good but then sometimes you have really good sessions and then other times you have like that was good but it wasn't like crazy right and sometimes you have those breakthrough aha moments you know what I mean and it is it's so good they're personally part of the reason that I wanted to start this podcast is because I know for me, when I have been in some of my darkest times, the most encouraging thing for me is hearing someone either tell me I went through the same thing and feel the same way, or this is normal. So like for me, if ever like my professional counselor has looked at me and said, Caitlin, I promise you like, this is normal or like this is a common emotion or this is a common reaction that is so life-giving because it's like this person's a professional with all these degrees on the wall like so like they're not gonna lie to me and then another thing that's so powerful for me was like listening to podcasts and talking to friends and stuff like that and hearing them say oh i had the same thing you know i felt the same way whatever and so i feel like even this like I hope people hear this that have struggled with postpartum depression or a surprise pregnancy that they were not thrilled about because your stories help people to feel like I am not the only one that feels this way. I am not crazy. And like, look at the two of you. Yeah. You don't have to feel the guilt and shame because we still, we love our children. A hundred percent. It's like, yeah, you (laughs) got to take care of yourself too. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like you guys have certainly come out of like the intensity of those emotions. That doesn't mean that it's easy. It's not like you wake up every day and you're like, I am delighted to just get up and change 14 diapers today. Like I cannot wait. Like, no, of course, like we're human. (laughs) Things are hard. Even if you go to a counselor and even if you're taking medication or whatever the heck, but you do feel like you said like if you've processed through it you're not battling so much of that guilt and shame and you're able to normalize and like just speak to yourself logically you know and show grace to yourself instead of this insanity that's of stuff that sometimes we say to ourselves which is yeah. crazy crazy but anyway that was heavy so what uh, else do i still get ptsd every time my period is late oh. absolutely but I mean, that's any doesn't. childbearing woman, like that, I mean, that is a hundred percent any woman. I feel like it's yeah. like your period's like a, an hour late and you're like, mm-hmm. oh. I, I, I think I actually one time thought I was pregnant while I was on my period. I was like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I was like, no, wait, no, wait, I have my period. I can't be pregnant. And then, that's not... then, I, then you quickly Google. Can yeah. You can, you be pregnant? Pregnant? can you be pregnant? <laughs> And I don't know if Google was as assuring as I wished it was, but uh, anyway. Dr. Google fails me all the time. So many times. Um, speaking of podcasts though, can we talk about how my husband fell for a, a, a podcast advertising scam and Tell bought me. this cereal? Holding. So I'm holding a box of magic spoon, which I have never heard of before. 
and this box is like super retro looking. It's very strange looking. So the other day I came home from work and there was a giant box at my front door and I opened it up and I was like, what the heck is this? And it was filled with four boxes of different cereal. And you're thinking, oh, this is an accident. This wasn't meant. I was like, who is this for? Because uh, not very long before that, someone had accidentally delivered an air fryer to our front door. Uh, Which is such a tease. Right? What a tease. I know. So this cereal tells itself to be grain-free, zero grams of sugar, three carbs, and 11 grams of protein. And let me tell you, it it tastes like every inch of what this box says. (laughs) Gross. I'm sorry, so Magic also Spoon. taste free. It's taste like these are supposed to, I think, taste like Fruit Loops. They taste like cardboard loops. They look like Fruit Loops. They do look yeah. like Fruit Loops. That's just they taste actually. I will say they taste a little lemony, which is a strange taste oh, for, for cereal. Milk. Yeah, and the chocolate one. <laughs> you know, Susie, I will say you have gone down a few of these little, yeah. you know, natural. <laughs> journeys that you have been on so there have been multiple times my favorite one is like Susie one time sent us this Marco Polo that was like guys awesome news I found this laundry detergent that's like natural like from the earth totally safe like organic all those words that you're supposed to say that make something good non-gmo whatever the heck whatever right. grass-fed free-range detergent, yes. whatever it is and she like <laughs> gave us this commercial about it and like it, how, be fine. yeah like how she was like and i mathed it out and this much money and these many loads and but this whole thing and like lauren and i each come on separately and we were like I mean, I just buy the cool. biggest thing at Costco and I call it a day. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so it's called Drops, D-R-O-P-P-S. It's not, don't eat it because you will die, <laughs> but it eliminates the plastic. It's single use little thingy that disintegrates so that you don't have to buy giant plastic jugs that destroy the environment. I think when people, if people, and when people listen to this, I will come out. You will for sure come out on top. I will come out on top on this. Okay. And so you, will for most of the, you will for most of the things that you've tried. Yes. Because the other thing I tried to talk to you guys about was a cleaning product. So when I had Miles, I was like, hmm, I'm going to be cleaning his toys and his high chair so often. False. I never clean them. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to buy a cleaning product that's going to be. Like, I was thinking about Layla's high chair upstairs. That oh, I my would- God sandblaster to it seriously you need to power wash those things and still you then have to burn them in a ceremonial fire because at some point it's just too far gone no yeah there's nothing you do about it you just have to burn it and be done with it anyways um so i wanted to get a cleaner a cleaning product that was going to be okay to use on like children's things so i researched this product called blue land that sells a bunch of different cleaners that are eco-friendly they send you cleaning tablets that you put into water and they disintegrate and make a clean product and they send you indestructible bottles so that you don't have to use the single use. That sounds like a lot of work. I like my, I like my Clorox <laughs> wipes. I like my Clorox wipes. So I just feel like, look, bottom yes. I am too lazy for this. Uh, me too. For this endeavor. Oh, another one was what, like sometimes Susie will come on and give us these really great ideas for how to feed our kids. Oh, I tell them about yeah, the muffin tin. <laughs> and she was like, look, guys, look at this great thing. Here's a muffin tin. And it makes it look more fun to feed them. You just put a different thing in each muffin tin. And I was like, I can't even think of enough things to put in a muffin tin. Literally, okay. And then the next day, so Susie sends this Marco Polo and she's like, oh so God. I gave Miles this muffin tin. And here there's raspberries. Here there's avocado. Here's cauliflower. Like it was like all these amazing like <laughs> organic fruits and vegetables. And we were like, whoa. The next day, Lauren and I are at a party <laughs> and Layla's like needing lunch. And Lauren handed her like a slice of American cheese and like a cold piece of like steak and she didn't even have all her teeth like she was like gnawing on it like a chew toy and she was like what do you think Susie would think about this lunch <laughs> it's really sad I mean Susie honestly you put us to shame like, oh my god oh my god I think really what it is is that I am just my personality is more susceptible to scams <laughs> no 
that why you guys have a Captain America shield in the corner? No, that was a definite decision by my husband. That was a thought out decision. Full disclosure. Do you see the comic books? Those are all comic books down there. Okay. So the shield is what? Like to hang on the wall? It'll eventually go on the wall? Who knows? Maybe he's fighting crime on the side. I have no idea. That's what I the zombies. Yeah. Oh, lawyer, part-time Captain America. Lauren, do you see that? Wait, that that is an actual original Oregon Trail <gasps> game thing. You can play Oregon Trail on that thing. Can we really quickly talk about? We are clearly all from New Jersey, so we say Oregon. Yeah. Oh, what is it? Oregon. Ugh, that's like what Scott says. Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Colorado. Yeah, no, it, yeah I, I don't need that. I don't need that kind of dysfunction. I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. Yeah, All right? No, I don't need that. It's Oregon. Whatever. Because everyone died on the way when we would play that game. Seriously, it got dysentery. Yeah, I don't think I ever like, didn't get dysentery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but in any event, what I was saying was, I think that I am just like much more prone to like outside influences no, Suze, no. don't don't cut yourself down. You or I just care know. more about the environment. I don't yeah, know. It's do. one of those I two things. Do. I think you do. Yeah, you're crunchy. Because did I tell you guys I'm going to grow an herb garden this summer? You did. Oh, oh yeah. my. Good for you. And that's I can't I even keep my snake plant alive. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're more resourceful. Oh, yeah. I oh, wait. Listen to this actual thing. So, I have been researching the different medicinal herbs I want to grow. No marijuana. Okay. It's not that kind of <laughs> everybody <garden>. calm down. <laughs> calm down. Don't call the pastors. Um <laughs> I want to grow like different herbs that are like because Western medicine is based on herbal remedies that already exist in nature, but you can't trademark plants. So they had to make synthetic oh. versions that mimic what plants already do. True story. Interesting. Aspirin, based on a plant. <clears throat> wow. So, echinacea is used a lot in different, like, medicines that, like, cough drops. You ever buy a cough drop that have, has echinacea in it? It's really good for your immune system. Oh. So I've been saying, like, I want to grow echinacea, which is also called purple coneflower. So, I'm researching, researching, researching purple coneflower. Like, can it grow in my area? Da, 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 da. And then I'm looking at pictures of purple coneflower, and I realize... There is something in my backyard that is dead right now, dormant because it's winter, that looks distinctly like a dead purple coneflower. Okay. So I went back there today and I took a picture of it with this app on my phone that I have called Picture This that identifies plants for you. Oh my. That's what it told me it was. Get out. Purple oh, cauliflower. It's it like Jesus knew. I just new. feel like he you feel knew. Seen. I was going to get this, like, I, we were his going house. to buy this house, and he knew I was going to go on this journey. And that is cute. And he already put echinacea I in my yard. I love this journey for you. That's a nice journey. I like that. It's a good that. journey. I like this journey, too. You know what? With all the echinacea, I was just going to say with all the echinacea, with all the <laughs> negativity in the world, how nice is it to find some echinacea, whatever the heck you said. It right in your backyard. <laughs> right in my yard. It's a dead blue purple blue? flower. Cone. I felt I was really jazzed about it. Really uh, you know what? I don't blame you. I think that that's a nice thing to be jazzed about. Yes. Um, all right. So <laughs> before we wrap this up, I did want to bring one issue to the table that I have that, Lauren, I'm going to put you in the hot seat because Susie and I are mad about this. Susie doesn't know she's mad about it yet. Oh. So in our family, we are like – I mean, whatever. We are smart, but we like stupid television, okay? So we like The Bachelor and the stupid ah, things like that, okay? Yes. Lauren yeah. and her husband, Craig, host a Bachelor night <clears throat> on Mondays or Tuesdays, whatever night The Bachelor is, that all of the cousins go uh -huh. to except for Susie and I. Yes. So FOMO is in full full effect there are group chats that go Rude. on that we are not included in Rude. not on the bachelor group chat i'm not um i'm assuming there's a bachelor marco polo thread that i'm also it's not on. it's just a group chat it's called the trash banshees because we're you know what i don't want to know the name <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to dignify this oh uh, 
well, Susie can't go because Susie lives in Lebanon. And yeah. so she could never make it. How could she get there in time? How could she ever cross? How could I ever cross the the freaking Arabian Sea? Yes. Get here. She'd have to swim the hang glide over. A snack, are you kidding me? Oh my god, the frog the frog's neck on a weeknight? Kill me. Kill me. The uh, GW? The toes. And then I just never make it because Scott a lot of times has meetings on that night and the kids are in bed and it's just well, a hot mess. To, to make you feel any better, it we have not convened in weeks because well, of COVID, yes. Well, thank God for the pandemic. I feel better now. Yay! <laughs> so Thanks, you COVID. The pandemic is worth it. FOMO is cured. <laughs> Oh, it was all worth it. It was all worth it. It was all worth it. All of the struggle of the last oh. night was worth it to cancel Bachelor Night so that everyone could be as miserable as we are. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, exactly. What snacks are getting you through? Just a quick fire round. What yeah. snacks are you just like living for right now? I just talked to my friend Joy on another episode and I said the dark chocolate almond dark chocolate covered almonds from trader joe's and then she told me so i wanted to report back to the listeners all three of you um that she said that her favorite snack recently was something called a cleo bar c-l-i-o cleo and it's like oh sorry i just got a text uh Mm. and that's why that did a little dingy so anyway she said it's like greek yogurt like type of a filling but it's like a marshmallow texture kind of and it's like covered in chocolate and you keep it in the refrigerator so I took her that sounds like a mallow bar I dude I took her word for it got you know a lifetime supply at Costco (laughs) yeah nice it's like Cleo bar c-l-i-o and like there are some that are like low sugar some that are normal sugar whatever but the point is it's like greek yogurt it's like a nice healthy little it's like 100 calories it's not like oh that's not bad it's like a quick little like oh i want a little something yeah right now that's my favorite snack lauren you go oh my god i have two one is like uh go-to healthy and one is just total trash oh good um the go-to trash banshee is called yeah part of the trash banshee (laughs) The, the healthy one is called a built bar. Oh. oh. Order them online. Yeah. They're sure. a protein bar. And they are the best tasting protein bar I have ever had in my life. They literally- you remember when I was Marble Pullman the other day in the car and I was like chewing on something that was so chewy? Yeah. It was a built bar? It was a built bar. I've never and, had one. And you can microwave them and then they taste like a hot chocolate lava cake. And there's so many flavors and they're delicious. Where do I get them? Shopper? Right? Not all. Oh, so that's the thing. You have to get it's them. It's annoying. You have to buy them at builtbar.com. At built bar and they don't come quick. No, so they don't. That's hate but the cookies and cream. Yes. Okay. And strawberry. Whoa. The oh, coconut. Yikes, it's so good. So that's my, but my not healthy guys, I have been tearing into flaming hot Cheetos. Oh, Oh, yeah, I believe that. That's a great snack. It's so, makes me so happy. makes me feel alive. That doesn't even sound good to me. I'm sorry. I I can't, the spicy, it's too much. Just try one for me. Okay, I'll try one. And Marco Polo me when you're doing it. Yeah. Oh gosh, and then I'll probably cry. I mean, we don't even really do spicy here because Scott thinks that friggin' ketchup is spicy. Like he's he is like Stop it. he is a child. He really can't handle it. No, no, no. He Scott. literally no, sweats. No, no. If he has like balsamic vinaigrette dressing, he's like he's like gets sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be so mad at <laughs> I'm trying to think. I mean, I ha- I have not magic a lot spoon of- cereal. Definitely not magic spoon. Not going to place that as my endorsement. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think. So we've been we've been trying to be very healthy, you know, because we're we're still working off two years of pregnancy over here. Uh, um, so we have been doing built bars. At least I have. Um, we've been doing a lot of uh, the Quaker rice cakes the chocolate quaker rice cakes oh those are pretty good yeah with i put a little layer of peanut butter on there oh yes yes um sometimes the occasional honey corn which lauren hates what is honey corn you pop popcorn and then you just drizzle honey on it that sounds really yummy but it's 
messy and amazing. That sounds really good. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else, but honestly, we've that's been enough. trying to limit the snacking. So it's been hey, that's fine. kind of a desert over here. I get it. No worries. Hey, those are good snacks. I'm going to try some honey corn. Maybe tonight. <laughs> Maybe I will. Uh, ladies, thanks for being here. Thank hey, you so much for, thanks for having us. Yeah, and listening to our story. This was so. I feel nice. like this could have gone on for I, longer. It could have. It could have been like a two-day situation. Hey, maybe we'll do a part two. And we'll yes. bring you back by popular demand. Yes. We'll make sure my mom and your mom listens to the episode. Mm. And gives them a five-star rating. <laughs> we'll how to listen to And Aunt Kathy would listen. She will absolutely listen. She could figure it out. So oh, show God. How to, how to do it. No. All right. Well, thanks, ladies. Love you so much. And I'll talk Love to you in a couple of five minutes. All right. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to like and subscribe right now before you go. And hey, if you want to toss us a five-star rating, I would love you forever. Check us out next week for our next episode. You can catch So What Else anywhere you get your podcasts or at CaitlinElliott.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at so.what.else. Artwork by Caroline Chicola and editing and everything else by Scott Elliott. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. <laughs>